morning and welcome back to the Coffee Morning Show podcast. And I hope you're having a great morning and a good cup of coffee. We just made the second cup of coffee here. And uh, today we're going to have a little bit of a renaissance theme to the <laughs> to the episode. So we're going to have a little bit about the arts and a bit of the sciences. So with the art or the arts part first, uh, it's uh, more about Dante and the comedy. We have... Um, we made some updates on our website on dantescomedy.com and there are lots of things happening now with um, this 700 year uh, anniversary of uh, the completion of the Divine Comedy and also kind of the marking of when Dante passed away. And um, which was, by the way, uh, he died ki- kind of young. He was 56 and it was after he finished a whole Divine Comedy in Paradiso. He was in Ravenna. He lived in Ravenna for a few years and then he finished the work and then when it was finished, a few months later, he went to a, like a diplomatic, there was a conflict between Venice and Ravenna, and then he went to Venice, and on the way back home, he caught malaria, and then he died very quickly after, after that. So um, he could have lived for a longer time, but uh, at least he, he, was, he managed to finish the Divine Comedy. So uh, there are many people who are making, like there are new YouTube channels uh, like popping up everywhere with people going through the comedy. We have one that we especially like now. There's a <laughs> Tom in LA. Uh, so this is an Italian guy. He's living in, in California and he is going through. He's almost finished with uh, Inferno and he's going to start with Purgatory in, in sometimes in a couple of weeks. And uh, the beauty of his series is that he is Italian. He has this kind of emotion and the passion um, and this whole spirit of the Italians and the kind of the, some of the beauty in it that he is very good at kind of communicating. Uh, so uh, that is highly recommended. And we also started a, a group, like a community on Reddit for discussions about Dante. And we also having a little reading there of Paradiso, which is a lot of fun. And last thing we have on the website. So all of this is on dantescomedy.com. So you can just go there to get the updates. But uh, we also wrote one essay yesterday about the prophecy of Beatrice, Beatrice in uh, Garden of Eden, the end of the second book, which he talks about uh, 510 and 5 will come and kind of uh, give redemption to the world. And it's been a mystery for 700 years and there are many different theories. And then we have a little theory of, of our own, uh, just going with, the, th- with the, the concept of the numerology of the Hebrew letters. Since the Garden of Eden is so modeled after the revelation of Saint John. So uh, that is also then on the website. So that was the main parts about the arts and with Dante. And then for the science, we have something also very exciting, potentially at least. So we've been working now for about a year on some of the cosmology with understanding the like. Um, the, the basis of expanding space in itself is that, so this is going to be technical, but it's, it's, it's going to try to make it as simple as possible. But the whole idea of an expanding cosmos is based upon the fact that distant galaxies, if you look at the light from very distant galaxies, it is uh, stretched out in a sense, what we call red shifted in physics. Kind of the, the wavelength is kind of stretched out because... Uh, well, and, and that, that is the point, but we, we observe that it is stretched. The, f- the further away a galaxy is, the more stretched out it is. And this has been interpreted f- uh, for the most part as 
velocity, like a Doppler effect, like the sound if you hear a kind of an ambulance and then or an airplane, you you hear the sound differently because because of the velocity. Uh, but we've been working for about a year now about with the concept of the gravitational redshift of the light that it's the gravity is the thing that's stretching it out. And this was all based upon reading the original book from Albert Einstein from 1916 about uh, the general relativity, the theory of, of general relativity. And towards the end there, he talks about this concept of the gravitational redshift. For example, that the light, even the light from the sun is slightly stretched, like for the wavelength, because of the mass of the sun, which is uh, confirmed and kind of measured. And I, that was the first time I've heard about this. I've always thought that the stretching of light is because of velocity and this Doppler effect. But then, as we try to dig into this, uh, we have found, and first we found one person last year, Chris Brown, we have him on the, on the science podcast. And now we found another person in the Netherlands, Gabe Langhout, who has written a little paper exactly on this. And it's kind of exciting because it's, it fits very well if you th if you just use so that there's more physics here and more kind of hard science but Newton had this theorem about a shell so if you uh, like for example the earth the the mass like the, the earth that is pulling us down to the ground is is the whole sphere of the globe like also like the mountains on the other side of the globe is also kind of pulling us down in a sense like the the as long as it's within the same radius as from the center of the Earth until where we are standing. So, the significance of this is that what has been done usually is that the people have looked at a galaxy far away, let's say 10 billion light years. And they look at the mass of the galaxy and then they calculate this, the amount of light stretching or redshift which is, that comes from the galaxy. And it's almost nothing. So, then, so that has been discarded as, as kind of relevant. But if you just use Newton's idea of this giant sphere that will influence the gravity, you have to look at the distant galaxy 10 billion light years away and then take the radius to us here as, as observers. And that's the radius in this enormous <laughs> sphere with... Uh, that would have kind of the diameter would then be 20 billion light years. Um, and you have to take all the mass in that sphere as relevant for the gravity that is affecting the light beam. And if you do that, it fits perfectly. So then you can see that the farther away a galaxy is, the more the light is stretched because the bigger this huge sphere is that has the galaxy in the center and us at the, at the surface of this sphere. And then it makes perfect sense that the, the bigger this, this ball is, the more redshifted it is. And it's also when this radius gets to a certain, or the mass gets to a certain critical point, then the stretching goes to infinity and then we can't see it anymore. And this is then the radius of the observable universe for us, which is about 13.8 billion light years away. Anything further than that cannot be seen from the Earth. And it will never be seen because... At that distance, the, the total mass of this giant sphere from the galaxy to us is too, too, much, <laughs> too much mass, too much gravity, and then the light will just be stretched out too much so we can't ever see it.
So there's kind of a, uh, there's a lim- every star, every galaxy has a certain reach. That's another way of, of looking at it. So if you have a galaxy, even if it's super bright, it will have a certain reach. It looks like, on average, since we have, um, a, there's a, quite a consensus about the average density of the cosmos, which is uh, somewhere like a few protons per cubic meter. Um, and you can see this on average because the, the stars and the galaxies are so far apart that the, uh, the, the mean density is possible to estimate. So uh, the point there is that uh, so every star has a certain reach. And then if it's further away than 14 billion years, it will never reach the Earth. You could also see it as like every, every point, if you are an observer at any point in the universe, you can only see at a certain distance. So if you travel 10 billion light years in some direction, then the visible cosmos for us at that point will be different than it is at this point. It's a bit like if you stand on one mountaintop and then you move to another mountaintop, you, your view will be different. So it also implies then that the galaxies are not moving and then that implies that there is no expanding space. And then many other things will start falling. <laughs> for example, the whole idea of it all originating in one point and suddenly stretching and that the, the whole space and cosmos is growing in itself, then that will be even more questionable than it already is. In part because the age of the universe that's been said today is too little to explain some of these giant structures in the universe. And besides, there's a star just 200 light years away from us, which is about 14 billion years old, which means it's older than the universe. So there are many contradictions to this idea of of the, the age and then also then the, the expanding space. Okay, so that was a long, <laughs> long explanation. Um, so just to, to wrap it up, it's like the, the basis of cosmology today Today is very much this thing that the distant galaxies have a stretched light. That's kind of the starting point. And then that's interpreted as, oh, that's because they're moving so fast. And then you get a, a whole paradigm of theory out of that. But if the light is stretched just because there is so much gravity influencing the light, then the universe could be enormously bigger than we think, it could be <laughs> infinitely big, it could also be a lot older than we think, and it could be infinitely old. So this kind of, uh, it goes to the to the to some of the basic uh, assumptions about the nature of cosmos. So anyways, all of this is packed into this little um, paper we got from Gabe Langhout in the Netherlands, and uh, we made an episode yesterday, and it's it's <laughs> it has a little bit of a takeoff <laughs> already, so uh, it's a bit exciting. So we're going to have an update on that later. Okay, so this was over 10 minutes. Um, so we're going to stop here. Hope you're having a great morning, uh, a great Sunday, lots of fun stuff to do today, and a great cup of coffee. And with that, thank you so much for listening, and see you again in another episode.